If you're looking to save some money on your wireless plan, take a look at Visible Wireless. They're a transparent wireless carrier with nothing to hide. If you haven't heard of Visible, well, now you have. They're the wireless carrier that's making wireless visible. It's in the name. Switch to Visible where you can get a one-line plan with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon for just 25 bucks a month, taxes and fees included. One-line wireless, just 25 bucks a month with taxes and fees included. That's unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon. Switch now at Visible.com. You shouldn't judge a book by its cover, but you can judge a company by its name. Like Visible, the wireless company making wireless visible. Monthly rate on the Visible plan. For data management practices and additional terms, visit Visible.com. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Buntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. What's happening, friends? Welcome to Podcast Unlocked, episode 423, Emergency Edition. There's green alert. We need like a green <laughs> siren in here. Uh, the Xbox Series X has been unveiled at the Game Awards, so we had to do a second show this week. Uh, there's a lot to talk about. Uh, some games, some hardware, the look of the box, the name of it. We'll cover it all coming up right now on Podcast Unlocked. Podcast Unlocked. What's happening, friends? Ryan McCaffrey with you, hosting alongside Brandon Tyrell. Hello, hello. You hanging in there, buddy? Tired. It was a late night. It was a late night. It was a late night and early morning. It was indeed. Uh, Mark Medina, thank you for joining us. Just happy to be involved. It was a late night. (laughs) Subbing in for the lazy Destin Legary. Oh, I'm going up. My mom's here. Okay. Xbox just got announced, Destin. Come on, Destin. Priorities, buddy. Miranda Sanchez, good morning. Hello, good morning. Honestly, Hi. if my mom were here, I'd just make her sit in the corner and be like, hey, mom. Or actually, no, I'd just go somewhere to play pinball. She loves pinball. We just got she, a new pinball machine. We got a Jurassic Park pinball machine, and it's super yeah. cool. I was over playing a little of that last night. Uh, anyway, yes, welcome to episode 423 of Podcast Unlocked. You know why we're here. You saw what went down last night at the Game Awards. One of the first things that you saw I, was this strange trailer. And Jeff Keeley, to his credit, he he, te- he the way he set it up, I I did not see it coming. Mm-hmm. I thought, okay, this is just going to be some big game reveal, and the trailer starts, and you th- at least I thought it was a game. Yeah, yeah. I did too. I thought, I, yeah, I thought it was a Sony exclusive for a second. <laughs> <laughs> it checked all the right boxes. Very cinematic, kind of a uh, like dark. Yeah, well, yeah. well, dark, but like inspirational. You know, they yeah, have yeah. dreams. They have yeah. Yeah. quotes about dreams, and I was like, okay. And then the um. <laughs> the ground started to like bubble up like mm-hmm. it does in Death mm-hmm. Stranding when the time falls. Like, Death Stranding <laughs> two, and then a car drives like, in, and you're like, like wait, wait what? a minute, and then suddenly soccer. It's soccer. <laughs> yeah, I was like, you get that like box silhouette in the water, and yeah. like, what is happening? Yeah, and, and it's like, wait, this isn't a game, is it? And then Master Chief shows up. And as soon as you saw Master Chief, I was yeah. like, no, they are not. So I think I was in the middle of writing something then too, and I was just like, wait, 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 wait. I need to put this down. <laughs> I missed the end of the trailer because as soon as I saw the the sort of rectangle in the water, I was like, oh, crap. 
Get to work. And then yeah, all, you, you all, recognized it yeah. mid, mm-hmm. mid-trailer. You were like, oh, they're doing the name of it, aren't they? I, I, <laughs> so here's the thing. I'm just going to stop guessing because I have no idea what their marketing plan is now. Uh, like, I don't get it. Well, we're going to talk all about that. So, yeah, let's start with the name. Yeah. You know? <clears throat> Xbox Series X. Now, this uh, Phil, made me think of the Phil quote from Je- – well, it was, the quote was from XO19, but the story kind of caught fire via IGN this week. Which was a quote from Phil where he said uh, he had told Stiviver dot whatever, I think dot com. Somebody told me they're a New Zealand site, so it might not be dot com. Anyway, Mm. Stiviver, uh, it said, uh, our naming convention has been around what we think the capabilities are. So I put out a tweet uh, earlier this week that, you know, people weighed in on their own opinions. I thought, well, what about the Xbox E? You know, E, Mm. E for exponentially more powerful entertainment for everyone it's the fifth letter of the alphabet and if you you count <laughs> you go uh original xbox 360 and the uh the one and the x this would be the fifth major revision the s wasn't a major revision so mm-hmm. maybe i'm reaching there but, but okay well i could see them doing something like that and i wasn't i guess the that far off it did involve a letter mm-hmm. just not the letter e xbox series x what did you guys think? Xbox Series 10. No. <laughs> We're going Windows style now, yeah. Yeah, I, I just wrote what feels like the thousandth blurb this, uh, this holiday season, uh, saying that, and it's, it's actually what you have here, which is, I already have an X in my pocket. It's my iPhone. Your X, iPhone. Right? And so it's kind of like, it makes me think that, like, what you have here is like, that's, based on specs, it's definitely the Anaconda. And that the dog heart, if it exists, is going to be the Xbox S or XR or something like that. Yeah, I mean that and it can go on kind of forever like that. Right. It's uh, it, it does seem like the the choice of the letter X mm-hmm. is very intentional and very specific. Obviously, when you're naming something like this, and that yeah, if if they have chosen to <laughs> reuse the letter X, which they're using right now, yeah, uh, as their their flagship console right now. That the Lockhart, the lower spec discless version, is probably going to be the Series S. I imagine mm-hmm. so. Yeah. Miranda, what do you think of the, this name? I think it's confusing. I think so. Just a anecdotal story. When I was younger and like not really in the know with a lot of the games industry stuff, when the Wii U came out, I thought the Wii U was just an additional cr- controller peripheral. I did not know it was a whole new system. Same. And that was also me being like younger and not really understanding what was happening. Um, I think this is going to be a similar problem with people who are not knowledgeable about the industry. It's like, okay, well, this one looks different, but it also has an X, but, oh, but the Xbox one X is right there, but the Xbox series X, like what, where is like the order in that? You know, like I think PlayStation has something going for it with it just being numbers, right? You cannot miss what is the next thing. Um, and that's, I think, going to be harder for people. I mean, I'm specifically thinking about parents or grandparents who are going right. and buying gifts. Not hard, non-hardcore gamers. Yeah, and they're like, oh, the, my kid wanted this new Xbox, yeah. but which one is the new one? And which is what oh, the, the X. More well, there's two one. X's. Right. Yeah. We, we ran a fun little thought experiment yesterday, which is when Billy's 70-year-old grandmother goes mm-hmm. to Best Buy. I to, love you, Billy. To buy Billy the console that he wants. She knows it's an Xbox. Hey, and she gets there and she says... Theoretically, holiday 2020 on the shelves, you're still going to see Xbox One S's, of course, yeah. Xbox One X's, yep. Xbox Series X's, mm-hmm. and possibly Series S's. Possibly, right? So, 
I, first of all, I'm sorry, Billy's grandma. Like, that is a terrible, like, position to be know. put in. This is um, the weirdest console invented since LBJ was president. Like, <laughs> <laughs> what is going on? Uh, I, I think it's, I think it's confusing now. I understand, yeah. I think, where they're going. It's kind of in the quote. Our naming conventions has been around what we think the capabilities are. It's not the capabilities of the machine. It's the capabilities of the family. Mm-hmm. Right. So the yeah. seri- the Series X is their entry level thing, and then I imagine you know, like with the One X, we see a mid generation upgrade in the Series XL. I think maybe? right, or, right. or XS if you want to get really X- confused, or right. X Max to go straight sure. iPhone, or X sure. Pro, which which Sony's used. I think uh, going specifically with the X is the problem, just because we did just have something come out that ended with. X right. and Xbox. Yeah, it's- and I think that's just a little clumsy in a way. I don't think the name itself is bad if I'm just looking at that. It's like, oh, well, obviously we get it. But I'm thinking about like people as a whole. It's a little weird. S- since it was announced, I- I've no less than three or four times called the new console the Xbox One Series X. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, because it'll, like, it'll take some that's time to what's kind of rolling off yeah, the top. Yeah, to get rid of the one. Because that's it's only, it's just, they're changing one for series. Right. It's still the same thing. And so I just, fast forward you look two at years. It, it, yeah. Yeah, no, 100%. for sure. For sure. It's when the Xbox Ones are all dead and gone. I mean, RIP, you're a great console. Um, we're just going to be talking about, oh, do you have an Xbox? Yeah. Do you have the Series X, the Series S, the Series L? Do you have the Series R? Like, which, yeah. which Xbox, which series do which you have? Which letter of the alphabet is your Xbox? And that makes a ton of sense. Yeah. As long as we're yeah. all in that one sort of walled garden of series letter, like, it's cool. But right now, there's no confusion. Right. I don't think the series part is the problem. Yeah. I think it's specifically going with right. X. Well, and, and I mm-hmm. think what can help that, what can help Billy's grandma is... Um, Agnes, the the if, if Microsoft is doing their job correctly next next fall, which they will, uh, the marketing will you know the Series X will be all over yeah. television and all forms of media next fall, and Xbox One X will still exist. Of course, you're right, but it will not be marketed. Mm-hmm. It will, sure. the the push will be for the Series X, possibly Series S, but. Series will be the thing that is just hammered home in everyone's minds uh, in advertisement after advertisement yeah. after advertisement on any media you can possibly think of. So yep. that should hopefully help do the job uh, for, for Microsoft, even when you're dealing with parents and grandparents and, and people buying gifts that aren't that might be susceptible to that confusion. Well, and I, I worked Target Electronics you know years and years ago, and I I, I do picture the hurdles of like. What's the difference between the One X and the Series X? And it's like, well, will this game play on the, yeah, that's, that That's game will play on both. Yes. And it's like, but okay, but then only these will work on the Series X because of the full backwards compatibility. It's like, it's like, okay, but like, you know, Agnes is like, well, there's only 10 of those. This one can play the whole library. Like it becomes yeah. this weird. It's on retailers to figure and marketing to yeah. kind of kind of promote it correctly. And developers, yeah. right? Yeah. Like Call of Duty 2020 is going to have a one X. It'll be on both. An Xbox yeah. One version and a right. Series X version. Um, so you know, it, like I said, the next two years are going to be really confusing for parents, retailers, Agnes. Uh, developers, <laughs> Poor Agnes. basically until She's we trying her best. Until I understand what they're doing with the series because I, it's. Theoretically, we're never going to see an Xbox 3 or whatever. Theoretically, the series will just continue to iterate. Mm-hmm. So you'll have a Series X2 maybe. Yeah, what's interesting is I I know I've I, 
when, when the Xbox One came that around. That is the problem. That our producer in the studio has their iPhone out. And I said series and series <laughs> went off. And I actually, when you were talking about that, I thought, oh my God, that's really, really close uh, to. Yeah. When I, when I play, when I play video games, I'll always be like, are you serious? And it's like, bing. And I'm like, no. <laughs> but yeah, when, uh, when the Xbox One was coming around, I think I was, I'm pretty sure I was on this podcast advocating for the name to just be Xbox. Okay. Like the mm. same way that Apple eventually got sick of naming iPads and just called the new one like seven ipads in ipad we're going this is the and, and they're, they're kind of doing that now which it's, is also it is confusing to be xbox fair. but then yeah. just series insert letter here. yeah yeah nope. so uh yeah it's it'll take a little time and, and you know the reality is when you're not doing xbox one two three four the mm-hmm. way that sony has has simply gone in numerical order there are inevitably going to be people in in and out of the the gaming community, that some some of them are gonna totally love the name and think, yep, that's cool, I'm on board with that. And there are gonna be some people that's like, that's dumb, I hate yeah. it. And you just you can't, you're not gonna please everybody. No. Whereas uh, PlayStation One, Two, Three, Four, Five might not be exciting, but it's it's just it makes sense. obvious, yeah, you know, and everybody gets it's it. So. The, the thing that's gonna be weird with that is if they decide to launch with two consoles, they're immediately out of the door, gonna to have to do PlayStation Five and PlayStation Five that's Pro a good or something point. like that. Yeah, you know? that is a good point. If if and if and when they do that, they mm-hmm. they've got a, a bit of a bigger problem on their hands. Where they get to just be like Xbox Series X, Xbox Series S, mm-hmm. and then eventually, I I actually I never thought of like XL. That's Sounds cool. Could be cool. Yeah. All right. That one. Uh, now I want to talk about the box itself because we didn't just yeah. get the name. We got to see what the actual console looks like. Uh, and it is, so it is a – if you haven't seen it yet, just Google image it right now on your phone or computer, wherever you're listening to us. Uh, it is a it is a vertically oriented tower, though it can – confirmed it can sit down and, and go horizontal, lay down horizontally as well. But it is a small uh, – Square, rec, square in the in the sort of base, uh, and then it is a, a tallish rectangle. It's a it's approximately two and a half to three Xbox One controllers tall if you're stacking mm-hmm. them uh, on top of each other. Yeah. So uh, I think it's gorgeous. I think I, it's I'm really very yeah. very uh, very in love with the design of it. It's really pretty. It looks awesome. It's very simple. And, like, really the only detailing you get is kind of on the top grading or right. so far that we've seen. Mm-hmm. And I do like it. I think I've come around to it a little bit more. I was kind of – I like how the Xbox One X is specifically designed. And, like, it has just, like, very fine detailing and, like, layering in its parts. Mm-hmm. And I think that just looks really nice and sleek. Mm-hmm. Um, I think you have, like, a good note here that it just definitely fits in with, like, home assistance. And it yeah. kind of yeah. looks yes. like another little tower, another little thing. Um, I, I don't know. I, I generally do like it though. I just like having that, like just little design details, but I guess like the top grading again is kind of where that kind of fits in. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I agree. I think, I think it's great. I think it looks great. I think it's modern. I think it's mm-hmm. practical. You know, it doesn't have crazy sharp angles or edges. Um, it's going to be easy to carry around too in your backpack. Yeah. It's going to be easy to carry around and it, it does feel like sort of an evolution of it. Like, look, it doesn't need to do anything fancy on the outside because it does a lot on the inside and and that's the one thing I, I appreciated more about I did not like the original design of the one of the Xbox one so I like the larger yeah. VCR type the VCR type one um I liked it about as I disliked it about as much as I disliked the PlayStation 4 with its sort of uh off, offsetting angles yeah mm-hmm. 
Um, I think this is great. It's practical. And it, to Miranda's point, if you're looking for those details, you know, that top concave with the sort of um, – what's the word for it? Cor- like corrugated – not corrugated – I don't know. Well, like a mesh type thing. Yeah, like, yeah. It's like a vent look to it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I oh. am really looking forward to the inevitable Matt White version of it with, mm-hmm. you know, the, the air holes. That'll be side. very Apple when that, when that <laughs> day comes. Mm-hmm. It'll yeah. be a real Apple looking device. Uh, I'm looking uh, forward to it, but I think it looks sleek. I think it's not going to take up more room than you really have earmarked in a entertainment system right now. Mm-hmm. It is. I'm, a lot of what I'm seeing online and the reactions to it, I think people, now we don't have one here, but we've been, we've literally been studying this all morning like yep. literally uh it's smaller than i think a lot of people mm-hmm. realize it's yeah. not large it's it's you know it's just like that for the base and it's you know it's not a big thing it's like a it's like a little like boutique gaming pc like a sleekly yep. designed right. gaming pc it looks like one as, of the older yep. steam boxes yeah yeah, yeah. um in it's fact like Bo, factor, Bo, our yeah. new our new tech editor was telling me there's a uh uh a Corsair something that was, you know, released a little while ago that's only slightly larger and the same form factor than, as this. So we have something to go off. Right. But I, I measured the optical drive on the One X, and it's about five inches. Mm-hmm. And just judging by the picture and doing a lot of eyeballing, yeah. my guess is this thing is 6 by 11 by 6. Okay. Yeah, Or, it's, it's, or 6 it's, by 12. It's it's kind of got to be yeah. for this to be able to fit in it. Yeah. yeah. And, I mean, you need room on either side of that. And if you look at the front, if they use the same optical drive, which I, I imagine they're going to oh, use. It's, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if it's literally the same drive that's I, in the Xbox One I mean, One you, you mass manufacture or mass sure. purchase those parts. Um, you know, you the optical drive starts slightly above the flush, uh, you know, bottom of the, the console. You've got a little bit of gap. You have the optical drive. You have a little bit more gap than you have the button. And then if you were using that as a gauge to be like, all right, can you fit another optical drive up there? You can. So I imagine it's probably 11 inches, maybe a little, mm-hmm. maybe 11.25, 11.5. Mm-hmm. Yep. But yeah, it's going to be half a foot by a foot, essentially. And, and I also really like, uh, they showed in the video, you know, that Miranda, you're talking about sort of the, the concave mesh uh, ventilation on top. And when it's on, there is a cool yeah. green glow. Ooh, I yeah. didn't see that. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, it's a really, yeah, it looks really like green it green looks like it has RGB, which makes me wonder if that's going to be like configurable. Because that's like that's kind of the thing with PCs is okay, you like want that. them to light up, like and you <laughs> want and you want them to be like super pretty, but then also yeah. at the same time because. These home devices, like your Alexa, is supposed to be able to just kind of fit in and blend anywhere, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and so it does make me think like. Can you turn that fan off? You know, yeah. I, I also wonder, and this is something me and uh, John, the, our producer, were talking about earlier. Was so it's made to be able to go sideways. So there's two parts of the Xbox we haven't seen, which is the back and the bottom. Mm-hmm. Uh, the top has that nice big vent. It makes me wonder if if that's the top, if the bottom is going to have a vent like that as well, and if it does, it'll need legs. To uh, be able to ventilate, it would be the right side. So if you have to lay sideways to, for your optical drive to go in, in your discs, yeah. um, it would be on the other side. Right. So that's that's the side we haven't seen. So you well, would assume there's going to be a vent there. I, I would presume pulling air in the other. I would presume the other vent. So the vent on the top, and then probably on the back where, where the, the ports IO are. is. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. There's definitely going to be vents there, and so it kind of makes me wonder, like. If you slide it in, that the, the original Xbox had that problem where there was ventilation on all sides, and you're like, okay, I don't want to suffocate this thing. So it kind of matters where you yeah. put it, yeah. where the One X, S, PS4, like they're all just like front to back. And so you can kind of slide it in somewhere. So I do wonder where well, this thing could fit or, or, or if vertical is going to kind of be 
the it's optimal. Prime. Remember Airflow, too. Yeah. So the uh, the original Xbox One mm-hmm. that you, the VCR that you didn't care for, but one, yeah. but one thing that it did have going for it, and Microsoft had kind of admitted this, so admitted like it's a bad thing, but it, it's a good thing. They over engineered the cooling system because mm-hmm. they absolutely could not and could not afford and did Another, not want a red ring of death. Remember, sure. so it had a huge fan on top when right. you were laying it right, down horizontally. Right. So it was pulling air out of the yeah. top. Mm-hmm. And that seems to be kind of what they're going for with, with Series X as well as just blow the hot air, air out. out of the top. Yeah. And yeah. You just get rid of it that way and just thermally vent, ventilate it that way. Another thing that I'm really excited about this design is just. I think the presentation of it is going to lend itself really well to those kind of creative packs versions of the Xbox consoles they do every mm-hmm. year. Like, I know not every, like, hardly anybody gets those, but it's, like, really cool to see how they let, like, developers and designers, like, kind of do cool things with their consoles. So I know it's, like, not something, again, that we can really do much with, but I do like the whole idea of, like, decorating your console in like, a different way. Yeah. Um, or I, the bundle consoles, too. Yeah. Oh, that's true. Yeah, yeah I wonder I wonder cool. if we'll get like, a Halo Infinite Special Edition that's, ooh. you know, either green or got some sort of cool design going on with it. Like, a, yeah. you know, and they might uh, play around with something like that, either right at launch or shortly thereafter. Yeah. Um, I also imagine... We haven't obviously physically had it in front of us. If if you have an Xbox One X out there, you know what I'm talking about. The X, we know it's, it's a very powerful console. It's reasonably small in a, in a more, you know, rectangular format. The X is dense. That yeah. thing is heavy. And I expect, and again, this isn't a, a bad, good pounds, thing or a bad yeah. thing, but just as an observation, I, I would expect given how much power we know is in the, the Series X and the fact that we... We can almost guarantee, don't know for sure, I can't imagine this thing's going to have a power brick. Microsoft has oh, learned, they sure, know they can't do that sure, anymore. Yeah. So integrated power, like, I think this, this thing's, it's probably going to be like a, just this very dense it'll be a brick. object. It'll be, <laughs> it's going to look small and then you pick it up and go, whoa, yeah, you're gonna, whoa, there's some, there's some heavier than I here. thought. Yeah. Um, I mean, but, the, the one X was eight, eight and a half pounds, 8.4 pounds, I think. Um, and so I imagine this thing is going to be heavier. Um, I'll I'll bet they find a way to make it a little make lighter, because it, it does seem overall smaller in volume it, than the than the Xbox One X. It definitely seems. does. Don't know for sure. Yeah. And there's less room to like need to fill with just plastic, right? I mean, the nice yep. part is too. You know, the the console. Yes, it's it's a lot more powerful. They're four times more powerful than the Xbox One X, according to the Phil Spencer blog post on the Xbox Wire. But you know, the the system on chips the, the, that. It, they get smaller, smaller, and smaller every yeah, every time. True. If the power goes up, the size goes down, and when it's smaller, that means it runs cooler mm-hmm. as well. So, uh, most generally speaking, so it's I wouldn't be at all surprised if it ends up uh, a little lighter. And um, I Phil also said, and I, I love this that it's they've emphasized that it is very, very quiet, mm-hmm. uh, which which the S and the X are as yeah. well. I had a problem with that. Um, you know, the they really haven't. Microsoft has just made such such strides in mm-hmm. really in their industrial design overall. Mm-hmm. If you go back, you know, the original Xbox, their first attempt, I mean, it was, it was a kind of a garish box with a literal giant X on the top of it. It was a um, statement. Yeah. <laughs> and it was big and it was heavy and all, there were all the jokes about how, how big it is. Uh, and then we went to the 360 where they, they really like, they put in a huge effort, you know, with the sort of, they, they consulted the uh, Astro and it was the, inhale design where it kind of came in in the middle. Mm-hmm. Um, and, it, you know, it was a nice-looking console, but, of course, 
fatally flawed by the the internal architecture with the red ring of death and yeah. the and the heat mm-hmm. issues. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, they did redesign that uh into the the slim the the uh, Xbox 360 S uh which totally solved the cooling problems and was a nice, you know, you could see it them kind of moving forward and then with the one big but sort of simple the capacitive touch button yeah. which was super fancy and which and, I hated well, you're because your your cat or dog could walk by it. Or, yeah. My cat turned on all the time. Yep. They walk every, by it. Every time just... you walk by it, like yeah. my yeah. my the one I had on my desk for like years would just turn on and it's yeah. like a when I sat down. I always bump my desk and just yeah. bump the Xbox. And, and then, you're sitting there and you hear that. Yeah. And then to the to the S and the X, which are just very uh, minimalist design, mm-hmm. which I, yeah. I am a big fan in basically everything and like cars. Consumer products like I I like Cybertrucks, like DeLorean. Yeah, it's, uh, yeah so the, the and and they've gone they've taken that even further here yeah. with Series X, where it's a very minimalist design. There is really nothing unnecessary right, yeah. on its design in mm-hmm. any way, shape, or form whatsoever. And what a, a Twitter follower of mine pointed out that in a, in a way I hadn't quite considered it. This was a smart way to put it. The Xbox One, the Xbox. Yeah, I did it already. The Xbox Series X. <laughs> it is literally. An X Series X. It is an X box. It sure is. <laughs> it's literally an X box. It's like an X so rectangle. We've, we've taken <laughs> it. We've taken it to its uh, to its final form. Yep. It's a literal X box. Uh, but yeah, I think the design of it is tremendous. And I, you know, Microsoft. This isn't the first console to have gone away from a, a, a rectangular box. Mm-hmm. I mean, Nintendo has been doing that right. for a long time. Uh, really, the uh, this is just a screen. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but yeah, I, I mean, I do, and not that people buy consoles based on what they look like, but I would be surprised if Sony got as adventurous with the PS5 industrial design as as Microsoft did. And I'm not trying to yeah. say that as a fanboy thing, but just mm-hmm. the, the, Sony has traditionally been a bit more conservative right. with their their hardware design. And I just I I say that in in a way the way I mean this is that I appreciate that Microsoft is is uh I won't say thinking outside the box because that would be I mean it's pretty low hanging fruit yeah, but go ahead <laughs> I just I I think that I love the design of it and I I didn't expect it which I like I like that it's an unexpected yeah, I agree. design and it and I do like that it's minimalist and it's yeah. quiet and it's going to be super powerful so it I, looks I like say, a PC. It really does. Yeah, and but and a lot of I've seen a lot of people s- s- try to use that as a as a slight against it. It's like no, it's no. That's, that's what it is. It is a PC it that plays that does nothing but play video games and run entertainment apps for you. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's, and and I've been looking at a lot of PC builds lately, and it, and it's like you can get you know all the rage years and years ago were these big full tower PCs, these like servers. Yeah. And then they've gotten smaller and smaller. And now I, and now I've seen some that like pre-built, who knows how they're built, but people are building PCs where it's like there's ribbons going from the board to the video card. So that way the video card doesn't have to sit on top of it, but can be, you know, yeah, kind of flush with it. And it's like, that seems to be the new trend is getting these like smaller things also because it fits with your TV. Absolutely. Because that's the thing with like a computer has almost never, no matter how fancy they look, they've, they almost never look good, right? Like they, not that computers don't look good, but it's always, it's always this giant box next to your monitor or it's a giant box 
you know, under. Mm-hmm. So then people are going for these designs that it can kind of fit on your. I think inside. like the smaller designs have been a thing for a while now, though. Sure. Like they the, they can get really compact. I think the mm-hmm. traditional idea of I mean, even look at the Mac computers, right? Yep. Like you have a trash can. Like literally have one. Yeah. Right yeah. And I think yeah. that one too. Like they can get like pretty creative with them. I think it's cyclical, right? Like yeah. like mm-hmm. fashion always comes back into into style. Right. Right. Whereas right. like. Do you remember like Zoolander where he like pulled out his little cell phone and was like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was in vogue back then. And then, you know, we moved into iPhone and then iPhone Max. And right. Now they're yeah. Max and yeah. It's like you always see those grids where the phones are huge and then they get small and then now they're getting bigger. And, and yeah. then it's like, why are we going small when we can make a statement introducing right. Right. Godzilla, <laughs> you know? Um, yeah, I, think it looks so cool. I, I see that with form factors as well. I'll be, I'm very curious to see the PS5 because the yeah. PS2 was, was, you know, very practical. It, it did have some fun angles, but um, the PS3 was similar. What it was like, curvy? It, it was like it, a record yeah. player. It, it, it was, it was, the, the, the joke with that was that was it was the George Foreman grill. That yeah, was the, the one go. that yep. everybody went yep. for. So you went with the George Foreman, and then you have the offset angles because it's aggressive, and you know the, the design of something says a lot about like how they're trying to market it. So I'm very curious because I, I think the bigger question here is why go so practical with console designs, especially you know looking at right. Xbox. Is it because Sort of the video game audience is getting older well, and appreciate I, more attractive, sleeker. I practical. think it's I think it's something that Miranda hit on earlier about the the home assistant devices that, yeah. that everybody yep. has now, and it's because you know M- Microsoft. The goal is still to be a key part of your living room. With the that was oh, that was the goal from literally day one of the of the Xbox program, and this this you know in sort of. Tower. And yeah. fitting in with that sort of home assistant kind of, you know, boutique gaming PC uh, vibe, it this will be a very welcome thing in the living room. Like you're it's not a thing you want to hide away like, oh it's that's garish. That's yeah. my son's right. that's my son's video game console. Like don't let the don't let the the company see that it's when a, they come over. Like, no, it's yeah. it's a beautiful, cool thing it's that a, it's a widely presentable design. Yes. Like no matter what taste you have, like if you want something cute like me or if you just want something that's super sleek and minimalist, like it's got that. And they'll come yes. out with a hot pink yeah, version and, they will and make- a C3PO <laughs> version. Yeah, and, they will you know? make those collector's editions and there's probably ways you can change it up. But if you start with something that's easier and I think more acceptable for like kind of everybody, then you're already starting at a good point. Yeah. And I think we've constantly seen like gaming systems move away from looking like toys. Mm-hmm. Like, yes. Kind of that's a good way to like put it too. They were out. It's like, Oh look, we've got these fun cartridges and they slip in the top. And like yeah. the, the original PlayStation definitely looked kind of toyish. That's a good Whereas point. Xbox I think has always looked very modern and very like serious in a way, not in a bad way, but right. it's just more presentable. Generally, it's like this matches right next to your VCR or your DVD player, and it doesn't look like it's something that's there for the kids. I would love to see somebody smarter than I am do a write up about sort of following the correlation of as video games move out of that shameful thing you do in the basement to, oh, they're toys for kids, to, oh, they're toys for teenagers, into now an industry that is bigger than music and movies combined annually. Mm-hmm. It is now an accepted, maybe more accepted part of society. Yeah, mainstream part yeah, of entertainment. And, and the design reflections of the, the devices that power that experience are starting to evolve as well and look like products that you would find in the home of a, you know, well-cultured Family or, well, or whatever. And when, when I think of Alexa devices, like I remember when I got one for the first time, I was like, "Oh, there's no lights on it. There's nothing, right? It just sits there until you say something, right. then it lights up." 
the Xbox Series X, we've only seen it technically on right. with the with the the green the light on. No, with the uh, with the the power switch. Oh yeah, the, the little power button. Oh the the white. I, I would assume when that is off, this is just gonna be a black box. Oh yeah, right. You know that's just kind of invisible until you want to use it, yeah. and yeah. then it's gonna light Especially up with the fan and. Yeah, I yeah. think it's going to look really great. Great way to put it. Uh, there's two more things I want to talk about. You know, we talk about the, the console getting smaller. Well, it's not the only thing. The controller is uh, also oh, yeah, yeah. changing a little bit. Now, they did not show the controller last night, uh, but we've heard it described now, uh, our friends at GameSpot. And the uh, it is slightly smaller. Yeah. Not not in a, 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 you know, huge, big difference way, but it is... Their goal was, uh, they said that the, their sort of research focus testing, mm-hmm. that the Xbox One controller, uh, they found l- like a 95% satisfaction rate or sort of, you know, comfort rate. And this new design gets that up to a 98. So they're yeah. just, they're just tweaking it. So it is, it is a bit smaller, mm-hmm. um, which, so it'll be probably now cl- a bit closer in size to the, the DualShock, well, four or five, but probably not in a meaningful way. Uh, Borba's got a right. So they they showed th- I mean, yeah. They oh showed, yes. They showed the controller, but not oh, up yeah. close. Right, right. By thank itself. you. Yeah, that's. Yeah. So um, we do have images of like what it will look like, right. and it does not really look that different. It is at all. super as far comparable. As, like, the I, yeah, I, I think I, the size it's maybe just like kind of squeezing things in just a little bit. Yeah, yeah. I think instead of here, you're gonna like be there. And the know? the other two notable uh, differences are it's got a dedicated share button, mm-hmm. which, which which Phil in their Xbox Wire blog post without naming Sony literally just admitted yet yeah, like yeah. We looked at what our competitors were doing and we yeah, found re- points that they he just really- well there, there's no more there's no more you know Xbox record that. So now the only way to share stuff is to so, push the menu, I mean, right? right? Like, I mean, so share yeah. button. There are things that that Microsoft has standardized across right. the industry, and there are things that Sony has standardized, and the share button yeah, I is, don't, is one of them. I don't so, care whose idea it was. No, like a, a share button, when you're playing it, I don't have to be like, hold on. Xbox button, scroll down. All right. Press Y. Oh, yeah, press X y. to capture X. that. Yeah. Remember. Wait, yeah. am, I, button y. am I capturing 720 or 1080? I can't remember. Yep. Um, I think it's you're playing something really cool happens. You press a button, press it again to go back. That's yep. it. That's perfect. So, uh, so it's, the, really it's the share. It's the slightly smaller size, the share button, and then they are borrowing the hybrid D-pad from the Elite Series Two controller, uh, which which is wonderful because it's that's a fantastic D-pad that feels great and get really gets the job done. So. Um, and this really answers our question when we were when we, yes. did, when we did our show about the ser- the Elite Series Two. Um, we were like, look, what is the new Xbox controller going to offer? And is it going to sort of eclipse this? And the answer is absolutely not. Like that is still going to be the premium controller for the next generation until the series three, I imagine. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's, uh, it, it's, we don't know if it's got an internal battery. I presume not because mm-hmm. that's a thing that would probably go in the $180 version. Yeah. So it's, it's probably going to be, my guess is it's going to be double A. Battery mm. powered as the, as the last uh, with a USB C port exactly yeah. exactly correct so we'll find out about that um, but yeah the, the the thing with the Xbox controller is if they they're doing exactly what they should do which is make small subtle improvements because if you you'd ruin you, yeah. there's nowhere to go yeah. but it's, there's not a lot of room to keep going because the controller is I'm sorry like. 
It is unequivocally the best you game You need pad. to apologize for that. That is, yeah. it, is it is unequivocally the best, How dare best game you? controller. We're going to offend our Sony audience <laughs> right now. No, I'm yeah, offended. Hey, I'm not saying that the DualShock, you can't also like it, and you can't also like the Switch Pro controller, but Look, the, the Xbox One fine controllers. controller uh, is just tremendous. I mean, you know, it's funny. We Going back on the 360, I remember we were like, we were all like, man, this is a great controller. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This thing's fantastic. And if you hold a 360 right? controller now, it feels like enormous. Track. It's yeah. garbage. It's the thumbsticks yeah. feel terrible. It, because it's <laughs> what the Xbox One did wasn't so much. It didn't radically change the the shape or function. Mm-hmm. The material, the 360. Yeah, it's the materials and the build, and the quality, build quality that are so much better. And so that that's you really hold a new. You hold in one con, a one X uh, an Xbox One. This is going to get really confusing. <laughs> you hold an Xbox One controller and it feels solid and it yeah. feels like you have a good piece of technology in your hand. Then you grab a 360 controller and it feels kind of like a plastic toy. It does well, and the thumbsticks are like they're like really big and really rubbery, and then they had yeah, the, the grips come they, off, and oh, then they had right. the dots that yeah, just, just went away off. instantly. Yeah. Where the Xbox controller, because of that hard plastic concave, still feel yes. yeah, and still feel good. So it's so yeah, it's that's all I'm looking for out of the the Series X controller is just. Improve, you know, build quality and material refinements, yeah. and you know, I'm curious to hold the the slightly smaller controller and see how it feels in my hands. What if that's what they call it, the slightly smaller controller? <laughs> SSC. There you go. Was, the series SSC. It was really nice to see them present a new controller because I kind of thought they weren't really going to do anything since they're kind of carrying everything else over, which is. Mm. Awesome. Yeah. But it was it was a good little surprise. Oh, the the fact that you can use your One X controllers on the Series X. And your Series X controllers on the, on the One. Yes. So the, the compatibility one. goes both ways. Thank you for bringing mm. that up. Yeah. Any of your current controllers will work moving forward, and th- when you get the new one, it'll work moving back. So cool. So if you if you have just an like Xbox, your video games. Yeah. <laughs> if you have an Xbox One S or an X that are going to be like relegated to your bedroom like when you mm-hmm. get the series x if that's going to go in your living room mm-hmm. you can just the controllers will work all the controllers will work on either system. everywhere or uh, if you aren't able to get a series x on day one and you want to treat yourself to just a nice kind of feel like you're part of the team <laughs> a little you just, just be like you know controller. i'm just gonna get the series x controller and come I, wonder, I wonder what their price point will be uh i have speculated i this you'll be 60 no, seventy. Uh, because we've seen the price of controllers across the industry, not just Microsoft. Mm-hmm. The price of controllers has gone up ten bucks every generation. Yeah, yeah. I think the and Pro is seventy. Right? The Switch, Switch Pro. You're correct. Yeah, and and we just talked about how the the fit the materials and the build quality has gotten better, and that doesn't come for free. Nope. Yeah. So yeah, I I would not. I, I'd be happy if they're still sixty dollars controllers, but I all my expectation is that it's going to be your expectation. Hey oh. Series expect. This is why yeah. we can't let you two sit next to It's pretty low hanging. <laughs> True. Pretty. It's a show of low Look, hanging. We all need to grab one here. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right. Uh, so the last topic I want to talk about, because we're already, yeah, we're already like, I don't know, 35, 40 minutes into, the, into this bonus episode here. A uh, big topic. Well, actually, sorry. I want to talk about the games, then I want to talk about kind of where we think Microsoft goes from here. So with regard to the games... Brandon Tyrell, hey, you up? are probably the biggest fan here at IGN of uh, of a game called Hellblade Senua's Sacrifice. You know, I've heard good things, but never, <laughs> which never is, got around to finishing. No. Which is, of course, Ninja. <laughs> no, I did. I absolutely finished it. <laughs> uh, Ninja Theory, one of the new newish first-party studios at Microsoft. Yeah. They made Hellblade prior to the Microsoft they're, acquisition. They're not a new studio. They've been around forever. 
Correct. They're yeah. new to Microsoft. They, they, new, new to the first party family. They developed one of my favorite games of all time, which is Enslaved, which is a great and game. And then they made DMC before yeah. DMC DMC5. is back. Yeah, they've done some really good stuff over the years. And uh, now under the Microsoft umbrella, of course, yeah. they came out at E3 this year mm-hmm. and said, hey, we have this project called Bleeding Edge. It's a multiplayer game. But we also are working on a big single-player thing. Don't worry about it. We'll get to that. So we've got Bleeding Edge, which is uh, has a release date, March 24th. And But they went ahead and, and uh, the first... I guess the first game they officially showed off on a Series X... Because the Halo Infinite presentation last year, mm-hmm. they didn't explicitly say this was running on Project Scarlet. True. Yeah. Had been knowledge. acknowledged. Yeah. They, they, yeah, presumably but, it was running on a PC. The but. Hellblade thing did say in-engine. And that's what I'm yep. referring to. Okay. Yeah, so the Hellblade, Hellblade 2, Senua's Saga. Sen- Senua. Thank you. I can, Senua's Saga. i gotta, I got to get that right. right here it says Senua Sage. I Look, totally, yeah, total it was a late night and an early morning. Um, um, but, yeah, the running in real time on yeah. a Series X. Brandon Tyrell, tell hey. me about this video game and, and this trailer from what we what we know here so I far. Mean, there, I mean, I know as much as you do. Like, So I, I, re, I reviewed <laughs> Hellblade, Senua's Sacrifice. Um, also, don't love the fact that they put the subtitle in front of the game. It's a little strange. For this one. It's a little strange. Um but, you know, Hellblade was this really stunning sort of cinematic um, audio journey as well. They do really great things with, with audio design in that game to make mm-hmm. it, you know, simulate voices. Um, the game, the first game, you know, ends kind of open-endedly. So the second game seems like it picks up. And if you played the first game, you understand that, like, this does not have a linear story whatsoever. Like, mm-hmm. you could do whatever you wanted with mm-hmm. in this universe. But... Holy crap! That game looks beautiful. That's yeah, it and it's yeah. all in engine. It's all stunning. Yeah, and more than more so than that, I was watching it. I watched it at work, right? And then I went home, and um, did you and, put it on the big TV? Uh, yeah, so I did put it on my on <laughs> uh, not the big big TV, but the big TV in my bedroom. My girlfriend and I were in bed, and I was like, "You got to see this thing. You got to watch this." And she was watching it, and she's like, "Man, all those people look so creepy." Mm-hmm. She's like, "Oh, who's this girl? I've never seen her in any shows or anything before." And I'm like, "She does. She's not real." She's not real. That's a fake person. I mean, she does exist, right? But that's CG. They didn't even look like like current generation right. like CG. It's not at the Naughty Dog or you know the Death Stranding level of CG. It looks photorealistic. It's becoming this uncanny valley thing yeah. where you look over and you think that's a person, and then you're like, oh no, it's not. It's a video game. And I don't even know if it's a valley anymore. We might just, <laughs> might just we might have smoothed that right out. <laughs> the There's no planes, valley anymore. Yeah. Uh, and that's that's the thing too. There were moments where, um, you know, Senwa and I, I forget the actress' name, the the woman who works at Ninja Theory yeah. who plays her. I forget her name, but you know, when she's like doing her facial weird contortions and stuff to the music video, there are moments where you're like, oh, that that looks a little funny. But I think that's more just the subject matter. I don't think that's the actual technology. I think right. it's yeah. just supposed to look a little uncomfortable. Yes, yeah. I, sure. that was what I got from it. Yeah, as, absolutely. Right. But the lighting in it looks fantastic. The even the environments were incredible. And then what really struck me was the there was a scene where you have a bunch of people in masks with torches and they're sort of walking through this this wood and it's getting darker in every shot. And then you know a um, a big pyre erupts mm-hmm. behind them all. And the the depth of the shadows and the lighting on it sort of it looks it looks like you look outside like lighting is always really hard to get to mm-hmm. to make it appear as though you were seeing it through the naked eye and this I, it's almost indistinguishable well showing off that ray tracing probably yeah probably hardware ray tracing yeah good anyway, stuff anyway uh that game is going to be 
fantastic. And uh, we no date, no date at all given, which is fine mm-hmm. for now. It's still kind of early, right? They said it, they said we'd like to show you something that is early in development, right. so yeah. it's not going to be 2020. No. Sure, yeah. uh, no, we'll not be launching with Series X, right? Uh, you know, maybe 2021. Hopefully, it's just some point. I think we need to. You know, Microsoft has trained us to expect the few first-party releases we get from them a year to generally be in the fourth quarter, in mm-hmm. the fall. Mm-hmm. And I think it's uh, they've got enough studios, and it, it is. And as, and as I'm about to tell you, it is time to stop that, uh, to retrain our brains to not expect everything Microsoft does in the fall anymore, starting in 2020, because we did get. Uh, we got a new trailer for Ori and the Will of the Wisps, another mm-hmm. game that you and I both, uh, I think, I mean, everybody adores. Adore that series, yeah. It's stunning. Uh, this new trailer, it looks more beautiful than ever, and I don't know how. Mm-hmm. It's it's absolutely gorgeous. Showed off a lot of new elements. Uh, and then a little bit of a surprise at the end of the trailer with a release date that's different from the one they had already yeah, given. and they didn't really acknowledge it. No, they didn't, and that's fine. I mean, it's so it had been slated for February 11th. It will now be out on March 11th. So just a quick, just a one-month push, no mm-hmm. big deal. Wait, Let them, what's the big game in February? It was going to be Ori mm-hmm. and the Will of the Wood. That was going to be the their first first-party title of the year. Yeah. I mean, just collectively throughout the entire industry, there was another big one. In oh well, uh, we have Last of Us Two had gotten delayed. It was going to be was February, February, yeah. And yeah. I'm sure there's one or two other third party yeah, games. I, uh, I think Final Fantasy VII's February. No, it's no. Uh, March third, I believe. Oh, very beginning okay. of March. Right there, then. there is something in February. But yeah. in any case, Ori uh, was the big thing that I was thinking of as far as coverage goes. Yeah, so I'm not too sure. So, uh, so we got the new trailer and the new release date for Ori and the Will of the Wisps and Miranda Sanchez. Gears Tactics, you've been calling for this video game to be shown and acknowledged for months. Yes. We got nothing at E3. We got nothing at XO19. We got nothing at Gamescom. But we got a lot at the Game Awards, Mm -hmm. including – I want you to talk – please talk about the game. And then we've got an April 28th release date. Only PC mentioned, however, despite Rod Ferguson – wasn't it on this show – didn't he, didn't he confirm right here that it's coming to Xbox? Oof, I don't know. So Gears Tactics, yes. It must be later, but in any case, yeah, Gears so, Tactics, Miranda. Yes, so I'm super excited to set 12 years before the events of Gears of War for the first one with a whole new team uh, starring a guy named Gabe Diaz. You might remember that last name from Kate Diaz. Hmm. Uh, so it's really cool to see them wanting to like flesh out other teams as we kind of saw with like their side story for Escape, which is super great. Um, and of course, this is a tactics game, so kind of in the XCOM's turn-based style. Um, the thing that I'm really excited about is they keep emphasizing how it's fast-paced. Mm-hmm. Um, turn-based stuff, sometimes you do want to take your time, but with Gears, you know, like as a shooter, like there's, yeah. there is already that strategy when you're doing cover-based combat. And so, kind of evolving that in like this weird tactical way that's like specifically turn-based is going to be really neat. I like that we're already seeing people get uh, chainsawed. We're already seeing some good shotguns to the face. There's a lot of promising stuff. Obviously, it's still a Gears Max. Yes, we got the Brumax. We got boss fights. And it's going to be a longer game, too, which is especially exciting to see how they can kind of stretch Gears into a longer story because the shooter campaigns that we have right now aren't 
super long. 10 to 15 hours, yeah, roughly. Mm-hmm. I think they said this was like 40 hours. They specifically mm-hmm. said 40-plus oh <laughs> hour yeah. campaign. Which wow. Which is super exciting because I love the Gears universe. And like if I can spend more time there and just getting to know different squads that you can customize, that is awesome. Yeah. Now, they, they also – oh, good. go ahead, Brandon. It looked like you had your own customizable, creatable character, right? And again, uh, I, was wor- I, I was working during the trailer, but think so. I saw like a bunch of – So it looked like there's customization options. Okay. Um, which Rod Ferguson has confirmed on Twitter that there are no microtransactions for this. Everything is earned in game. Nope. Hmm. Just stream there. Yep. Um, I, I did look like Miranda that I don't think it was just trailer camera trickery. It looked like there is a mix between, you know, more traditional XCOM like kind of an isometric view where you're doing the, your tactics and planning. But it looked like there were moments where it. It comes down like to a traditional over-the-shoulder third-person gears too. view as well. Yeah. So yeah. I'm wondering, do you think that, do you think that's similar to like the XCOM thing where if you yeah. score a critical hit, it like changes the camera angle and you follow? Yeah, it? absolutely. That would make sense. Like, yeah. there's just too many exciting moves you can make in gears to not want right. to showcase that. Well, and Phoenix Point did this thing, another strategy, just, just strategy game out. that just came Reviews out on IGN. Right um, they did this thing where with XCOM, you're targeting uh, things to like. Uh, and you get like a percentage mm-hmm. where in Phoenix Point, it's like a reticle almost. And so it's going down to your shoulder. My bad. It's going down to your shoulder and then it's like a reticle and you're aiming at different points. And then the size of that reticle chooses. So I'm wondering, okay, it's maybe it's like a VAT system. Maybe it's, yeah. yeah it's, it's like, maybe it's kind of like that, which could be cool. Yeah. I really liked the, um, the antagonist and I'm not steeped enough in the Gears universe to know what that thing is called, but the locust. Wizard, I guess you could call it, flying yeah, through the air. different kind of like, boss characters in the yeah. player, special locust characters who have more power, obviously. So yeah, I, I loved that appearance. I, I mean, because I, I really, really love a good villain, and so watching it, I don't want to say him because I don't know. Uh, watching it talk to the team and like kind of taunt it and be like, "You'll never get out of here alive" or whatever. Yeah, it's really cool because it opens the door to like more lore. I like how it's kind of funny, but like on the box art, he looks like this evil wizard in a way. Mm-hmm. He's like that kind of classic character that you would see in like a D and D or something. That's just like mm. very this. This is the bad guy. Yeah, and I just like <laughs> this wizard came like from the, the moon. Stuff. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. So this is uh, the coalition with Splash Damage, another a very accomplished developer over the years, and April twenty eighth. P- apparently just PC for now. I'm so, so glad. I uh, good yeah, PC. we'll have to follow up with with Rod on that yeah. and see what's. You know, is it? Do we have to wait for Series X to play this thing on on mm-hmm. console? And if it does, uh, presumably it will have mouse and keyboard support on the console. But uh, more to dig into there. But nevertheless, another well, Xbox Game Studios first party release. And here's the real question: When anytime you merge two good things together. The question is, who's going to review it? Is it going to be the Gears team, or is it going to be the XCOM team with right. Dan Stapleton? So, Dan Stapleton have, and Moran. Right. It's like I don't have the biggest history with strategy games, mm-hmm. but it would be it would be a fun one. Yeah, yeah. Okay, we'll see. Be good. I reviewed Halo Wars One, even though I yeah. wasn't and haven't been a particularly yeah. big strategy game guy. I love just love like my Halo. A little bit of XCOM and play Fire Emblem. You know, there's, yeah. there's all different kinds of. Yeah. So uh, real quick, I wanted to just go over. I know I did this recently, but it's now revised. The first half of 2020, so not the second half with with Series X, the first half of 2020, check out the first party uh, avalanche that we are getting. Again, the quality of these games remains to be seen. Uh, You know, there's there's certainly the first one I'm going to name is one that I'm I would 
be astounded if it wasn't fantastic. So we now, instead of February, we're starting this first party uh, avalanche in March with Ori and the Will of the Wisps, which I think is as close to a sure thing quality-wise as as Microsoft has right now. I mean, it's it would be insane if that game's not great. <laughs> right. The first one was phenomenal. Uh, you and I, Brandon, have we played it at E3 last mm-hmm. year, at Will of the Wisps at E3 last year. There's yeah, there's the odds of this being not just good but really, really good are extraordinarily and high. Here's here's a better way to caveat that. The odds of this being better than the first one, I don't know if it can be. Like that's how good <laughs> this series is. Mm. Um if maybe if we didn't quite have a the, the water tower. Like just maybe don't let's ratchet the frustration down. I don't I like the challenge, but maybe don't maybe not quite there. I didn't have a hard time with it. Oh, look at this guy. Same. Look at this guy. Same. Um all right, so March eleventh, <laughs> Ori and the Will of the Wisps. The, the same month, March 24th, is Bleeding Edge yeah. mm-hmm. from Ninja Theory. Which, you know, we don't know a whole lot about, but we know it's... Well, we played it. We played it, yeah. yeah. yeah I we mean, Melee, it. Melee Brawler. And, it's fun. We had a good time. Yeah. Miranda and I played together with Dude. the... Yeah. We won. Do we know what, like, the... Did you really? Nice. Yeah, we beat Sean Finnegan yeah, and his did. buddy. <laughs> Sorry, Shark. Daddy we rule over gamers. here. Do we, do we know what, like, the, the post-launch support plan and all that stuff is for yet? Uh, I don't think so. Okay. I don't, yeah, we don't know, but I would assume that they have something yeah. lined out. Uh, now, so. in April, we don't have a date yet, but I, I went back and verified this last night. The most recent official trailer for Minecraft Dungeons, which is which is a recent trailer, it does say April 2020, but there's just no date yet. So at uh, some point in April, we're getting Minecraft Dungeons. Then on April 28th, the aforementioned Gears Tactics. And then in May, but with no specific date yet, Wasteland 3. So you are, you are talking, uh, consecutive months with multiple first party releases to right. a piece in March to, to in end April, uh, one in May. And then at some point, maybe in the, I, I can't promise this is in the first half, but the uh, Cuphead's delicious last course, additional, campaign uh component dlc there is maybe going to be in the first half they had just said 2020 for that so we'll see there that there's uh no word from studio mdhr yet so you know we'll see what happens on that and then uh, same thing battletoads that could end up landing some point in the first half of 2020 as well so really ramping up the first party releases ahead of series x's launch and it's i think that's really important and really wonderful for microsoft to they're going to be building some good momentum heading into Series X's launch as opposed to just trying to have a good like they're already going to be doing the right stuff and putting out games and and just getting the good the good vibes flowing uh heading towards the fall with Halo Infinite on day 1 and again I I would be shocked if Forza Motorsport 8 wasn't a day 1 launch title mm-hmm. for uh for the Series X you know what's insane is most of these we already knew about before they finished their spending spree on studios. True. Which means that we've got to, oh, the first couple of years are going to be so good. Yes. Yeah. I mean, Phil said last night at the Game Awards, all 15 studios hard at work on, you know, the most, the most diverse crop of new games they've ever had. So yeah, it's, this is again, Microsoft walking the walk and not just talking the talk. They are. Uh, doing everything they need to do. So, and granted, um, it took a generation to get here, but mm. but they're doing it. We're here now, and I'm really curious. I know this is a topic for another another time, and I'm sure we'll revisit this a couple times. But I'm really curious what day one 
on Series X is going to look like because you know Halo's the big gun and they they want it to be and they're counting on it to be yep. and then if Forts is there as you know the uh, a nice return in a, in a very pretty big way from turn ten after a year off you mm-hmm. know that uh, we they took a year off this year with Forza. But, you know, I, I expect there's going to be one, maybe two other, maybe not AAA level, maybe yeah. like a, a, mm-hmm. a bit of a smaller scope first-party game. But I would expect there's probably one or two first-party games that will launch on day one with Series X that we don't know about yet. Right. Yeah. And and not new, but, like, Cyberpunk and Microsoft are so just, like, together. they got a marketing thing going, yeah. So I do kind of wonder if, if they're kind of, like, backdoor dealing, like, hey, we know Cyberpunk's coming out in... April or whatever. April, yeah. Give us that game and, of the and, year. And they'll be like, hey, but like, yeah, give us some sort of game of the year Xbox, uh, not Scarlet, Series X edition that will launch with the Series well, X. You know, maybe, maybe not even a whole, but like, they'd already a, said they're they not said, doing that. Yeah, they said they won't do that. <laughs> so the next gen versions of Cyberpunk won't be at launch with these consoles. Yeah. yeah. Mm, yeah. I think it'll go in no, par- no patch or nothing. I think it'll go in parody with the PC version at some point, right? Mm. And by the way, I, uh, I I actually, I managed to leave one out. There are so many first party games in the first half of next year. <laughs> I left out the early access release or game preview release Grounded. of Grounded. Yeah. So that's another oh, yeah. one. That, another first party game that maybe it's not done done, but it's mm. you will be able to play it sure. in, in, a, in a form. And also uh, look at in the spring. Yeah, look at what they have ongoing as well, right? Like, it'd be crazy not to uh, line up some sort of huge Sea of Thieves event mm-hmm. for yeah. Series X when Definitely. that thing launches. And, Definitely. You know, there's a lot of stuff right now, and, and the stable is growing, and it's going to be healthy enough that when you add it to third parties, you know, the sports games and the shooters and all that, it's going to be a ton of stuff to play on Series X. So there's there's one other thing I wanted to bring up that – correct me if I'm wrong. I, I may be wrong on this. This was just a, an idle thought I had, but – uh, I when I watched the Senua's Sage Sage, see, I, I, wrote, I read my own typo. Saga, Saga, Senua Saga, the Hell, Hellblade Two. I'm going with yeah. Right. Hell, the Hellblade Two trailer. I thought, wait a second, is this the first triple A top tier first party narrative driven game announced by Microsoft uh, outside of Halo and Gears, which are they're just pillar things, like just yeah. something new, something else. Is this the first one that they've announced since Quantum Break? Because uh, Scalebound got canceled. Yeah. Yeah. That never made it. From in peace. Uh, Everwild it was just announced, but that is clearly a, a co-op-driven Obviously. game. Right. Yeah. I'm not saying it doesn't have a narrative, but as far as like a single-player narrative, you know, that which is – sorry, but it's – it's the Sony kind of game yeah. that Xbox gamers are looking for, right? Which is yeah. what Hellblade 2 is. Quantum Break's the last one I can think of. I mean, there was ReCore a few years ago, but that was never oh my God, a I big budget AAA. You know, that was a smaller... There's a reason for and that, it, yeah. Yeah, exactly, the, uh, unfortunately. so That was Inafune, right? Uh, it was... What, his studio was was one of the... Uh, was one of them... That, got it. Uh, got part, it, of got the, it. part of the team working on that. Okay. Um, but yeah, the... the uh, I, I can't think of another one. Keeping her pen. Uh, she'll, be, she'll be back. Uh, I think you're right. I think it's probably... I think Quantum Break really is the last one. Which shipped in 2016, three and a half years ago. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. Um, which, which just, again, and I don't say that to, to super, illustrate. Super lucky stuff. I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to knock Microsoft. <laughs> I'm just trying to say, like, no, like this, the, this is, this, Hellblade 2 is exactly, yes. finally what, what 
diehard Xbox fans and, and players have been wanting and 100%. waiting for, and it and it and they delivered it in a big, beautiful way. This is such a great mm-hmm. trailer. The game looks amazing. Yeah. Uh, and they it's like you know real time on the Series X. So it's just. I just I'm celebrating it. That's and my that, point that's, here. I'm that's celebrating the, this, and that's the biggest thing. Microsoft has had the ecosystem and the console and the support and the infrastructure, but it hasn't had the God of War and the Death right. Stranding and the, the, and the Uncharted's and, and yeah, the Ghost Ghost of Sushi, which is Ghost, which Ghost singular, singular? Ghost one Ghost of one Ghost. Sushi. One ghost. There's two I've been, ghosts. T- I've been <laughs> typing it wrong for like a year and a half. Oh. So ghost of our SEO. Sushi. I know, right? <laughs> oh, if only. <laughs> that, looks, that looks great too, by the way. I'm it, really, it really looking forward to playing really, that on PS4. It really did. Yeah. Sam and I were, were looking at it and we're like, man, that terrain looks fantastic. Yeah. You know, forget going, the samurai. Let's just make a planet Earth. <laughs> well, they're game. just going crazy with the lighting. Yes. Anyways, that but game looks those, nice. yeah, I mean, those leaves are basically made out of light. Yeah. But, but this, you know, Hellblade 2 is the kind of. It's the answer to that it's question. It's the answer. And it's the kind of game that I, I hope it, it ends up being that like. 9.5 or 10 out of 10 kind of game, mm-hmm. narrative single-player game that we've been waiting for from Microsoft for, for all these years. So, Well, and, dude, like Hellblade 1 was made without being a first-party game. That's right. Yep. They made and, it on their own. And it debuted on the Sony stage like mm-hmm. five years before it was announced. Sony was going to publish announced. it, and then it, they it, backed out, right? And then right? they backed out, and Ninja Theory ended up self-publishing. Yeah. Um, and then And then it... But it, it came, and then it came to Xbox late, a little later, as I recall, like right? A year. I believe, it, I believe it came to Xbox. Of course, now it's in Game Pass. And six months later, yeah. Was it six months? Just, Maybe just it might play have it. Been I thought that it was, long. Hmm. Anyway, imagine what that team can do now with resources, with, with a budget, with more resources, with the resources. Yes, the budget. Yeah. That tech's already done. I mean, because the big thing about that tech was real time facial recognition. Yeah, well, because that's just the act. that's that's the thing is like in Hellblade, there is like Senua, and she, you know, she's technically like one of the only characters in the game, yeah. but then she's visited by these like visions and th- those aren't Depends technically again. CG. Those are, those, those are just people. Like you look at the behind the scenes and oh, they're in costume. The, the FMVs. Yeah. 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 If you watch the behind the scenes featurette, it shows how they film them yeah. and like creative angles with lighting and then just like in post and then put them in there. And so you're video. like, wow, that looks real. And you're like, well, that's cause that, that is a real guy where yeah. this doesn't, this is not that. Though. Yeah, so there, there is. It's still online. You, you can go find it. But at one of the Sony conferences, again, God, I wish I could remember her name because she's so excellent. But mm-hmm. the woman who plays Senua came out with that whole facial rig on, and then just yeah. basically had a mental breakdown on stage and like showed all the different anguish in her face. Well, what's crazy and about it was her all is translated in real time. Yeah. So now that that tech yeah. is already done. And they have a ton of money, and the engine mm-hmm. is in tip top, and they have a story that they can branch out. There are multiple characters in that game now. It seems like it's going to be a much bigger experience. If I'm pronouncing Mal- it, for- thank go, thank you, Melina Jurgens. Yes, I believe that's how it's. Well, and the thing is, is Hellblade that was like her first acting job. Like well, that's the whole story. There she, was that she was she's like she a was video an editor. Or yeah, right. Like that. I think she was a oh, the, video editor. Maybe. And it's like oh, you're going to come be a like a stand-in or something like that. Yeah. And then they were like. Never mind, you're Senua. You're you're, you're really amazing. Good. You're really good. <laughs> but well, yeah, we couldn't I mean, get ScarJo anyway. <laughs> it, it's uh, it's just you know, it's just so great to see. And and again, for for anybody that's thinking, well, are you guys are you guys really serious about 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 Hellblade Two being that high of a caliber? Yeah, I mean, these guys touched on it earlier in the podcast. The Ninja Theory's history does, is not simply. Hellblade. They are not a one-hit wonder. Oh my DMC God. DMC and Enslaved, and they've done some other stuff prior to that as well. So 
Uh, Fun thing, the, when I when I was like, hey, uh, I didn't realize you could write about video games for a living. I didn't know games media existed. And I was like, I'll try my hand at it. And I, so I wrote a review about Enslaved because it was the most affecting game yeah. that I had played at that mm. time. And it was fantastic. All right. The, the last the topic, that got me in. we are running out of time here, but the, the final topic uh, I wanted to bring up is what's next for Microsoft? So the, the playbook from last generation, as far as the rollout of mm-hmm. the console and how all the announcements happen, is out the window. And I think we'd all agree that's fine because it didn't go well for Microsoft last time. Mm-hmm. So w- here's where we stand. We know uh, we know the basic specifications of the console, four times more powerful. We know it's based on you know AMD uh, chipset, et cetera, et cetera. Um, we know it uses GDDR6 RAM. Mm-hmm. It's you know they want to they want to be able to have you suspend. Uh, they want to be able to have you instantly resume pause state from multiple from multiple games yeah, multiple instead of just games. one game. Yeah, uh, no loading times. You know the the whole thing with with the uh, the one twenty hertz, which is yeah, going to be kind of nuts for most TV users. Yeah. So but we'll see. <laughs> we know a lot of the we know a lot of the core sort of technical details. Yeah. We know the name of it. We know what it looks like. We know uh, the controller. So the question I have for you guys is, what is next for Microsoft? Um, is E3 the next thing? Will we still get a a Series X event between now and E3? I want to hear what you guys think uh, Microsoft's next move is. I definitely think they're going to hold everything for E3. You think so? Okay. Yeah. I think it just makes most sense for them to hold it now. I was actually kind of surprised they showed so much at the Game Awards. Yeah. Granted, a lot of people are watching it. This, the Game Awards is kind of becoming more and more known with, like, big reveals. Absolutely. Um, I was a little disappointed that it was kind of just earlier on in the show. Mm-hmm. So I had less time to just, like, freak out with all of you about it. Uh, and that would have been a cool closer. closer. Did, I, yeah. I more or less zoned out of the Game Awards after well after I mean, this reveal because I was – I spent – I was just – I was busy dealing with the aftermath of it internally right, right. and how to cover it after. So I, I actually I actually need to go back and catch up on a lot of stuff. <laughs> mm-hmm. But it's better. Like at the yeah. end, it, the metrics, it, there's absolutely more people watching at the beginning of the Game Awards than oh, there are at sure, the end. Sure. Oh, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. So you, you, don't, you probably didn't want to close. If you're Microsoft, you don't want to be the last thing. It's probably yeah. good, actually, because I was watching metrics for some of the streams and – uh, the viewer count when Green Day started playing, <laughs> it, it like kind of leveled off and then just started doing this. So, well, and they wanted to show Hellblade too. Yeah, and yes. they yeah, couldn't was, do that before. That's the thing as well. So I was wondering, like, why not announce Hellblade at XO19? Because they yeah. probably weren't ready to announce the console then, and those mm. announcements were so ingrained with right. each other. And, and kind of given with how they wanted to present that with a wider audience, I think E3 would be the space to do that. Mm. I guess you could hold your own thing at this point, but I think because they've already shown what the console looks like, they've shown the name, it's not really necessary to have their own event for it. Yeah. The only thing I'm worried about is if they don't do it and Sony does some sort of off. If they do some February thing, then yeah. they're going to kind of own that limelight for however many months. Yes. And that's – I agree with you guys. I think there's got to be a – I agree with you, Miranda, uh, in a vacuum. Mm-hmm. But I think in in the reality of Sony also having some, some cards uh, left up their sleeve – To play. Uh, that if Sony does something, I don't think Microsoft can afford or should or will wait till E3 yeah. to, to say more because that's that's what happened last generation. Mm-hmm. Is Sony 
showed their hand in February. They were the first ones to say, here's the PlayStation 4. It's February 2013. Here's the PS4. Here's all kinds of stuff about it. Here's all our developer support, uh, and et cetera, et cetera. And then Microsoft said and did nothing until May. It was three months of just everybody talking about PS4, mm -hmm. nobody yeah. talking about Microsoft. And while, yes, Microsoft has said a lot of stuff, I, I, I'm not sure that they're going to want to uh, let Sony just have the last word for mm -hmm. months and months mm -hmm. ahead of E3. Especially because the rest of this year is going to amplify whatever people know about the consoles already. So if Sony does go first and talk a little bit more about the PS5 in early spring, when Last of Us 2 drops and everyone plays it and everyone loves it, assuming they will, which I'm sure you know it's going to be a great game, um, that's like, man, I love that experience. I can't wait to get more of that for the PS5. And that's what people are talking about. So whatever the baseline is for understanding about these consoles is going to be amplified for this gener for next generation with the games that are coming out in the next, you know, in the next year yeah. before, before the consoles launch. So they really do have to just keep up constant pressure because you're right. If if they they went today, if nothing happens and then they go at E3 again, that's half a year lost. Yeah. It's six months. Well, well and, yeah. and let's say Sony does a thing in February and they show their console. That's an hour long of – this is just coming from a like a video editor kind of you know, B-roll standpoint. That's an hour long of, uh, you know – Showing the console, you know, Mark Cerny holding the controller, like from the PS4 event, showing different games. It's a, a whole lot of like footage of the console out where right now we only have a very short trailer. Mm. And that trailer is going to have to live from now until There's E3. So much do with it. And it's like, I'm thinking of a video right now. If we were to talk about PlayStation 5 and Scarlet or Series X, <laughs> like right now, the Series X has B roll where the PlayStation 5 Technically, doesn't even have a logo yet, yeah. right. you know. So it's like we're going to see a lot of that four seconds of Godfall gameplay <laughs> over the next six exactly because that's the only thing we can talk about right now is like when we say PlayStation Five and a convo or B-roll or just anything, you're showing God Hand or Godfall. Godfall. You're showing Godfall because that's all you have. You don't have a logo. Maybe you could show the dev kit, which that's not a thing. But now we have a little bit of a trailer. But then if Sony goes and does this big yeah, show. That's it's a, a back lot. and forth, right? It's, yeah. it's a back and forth, and I think Microsoft will presumably, hopefully, has an envelope A, a scenario A, and a scenario yep. B, yep. And, and then a little red button in the center yeah, of the if, script. So you know, scenario maybe envelope A is that is Sony doesn't do anything till E3, so they don't do anything till E3. But yeah. if Sony does something, all right, let's go to Plan B and right. and let's you know put a game showcase together. With Forza and with Halo and maybe with a little more Hellblade and maybe with a couple of other little things ahead of E3 where they can then just go even you know even further with with all of it. My ideal dream scenario, and I know we're running out of time. My ideal dream scenario is Microsoft goes in in spring or maybe late spring, like blows the console out, and then E3 is all about games. So yeah. you yeah, you have still... four months to sit there and say, like, oh, man, I, I got to play this game. And so when these drop in holiday, you're like, oh, that's my Halo Infinite machine. Right. Mm -hmm. Like, There's so many features that could still discuss for Series X that we don't know, like, anything about, like, how it runs, what the menus look like, mm -hmm. how just playing together, sharing games, whatever that does functions. Like, they could do so many different innovations if there's any so sort of, like, voice support you never know. You're so right. They could show the lack of loading times. Yeah. They could yeah. show the interface. Yeah, yeah you're, without there's... necessarily doing the big game push, because I think yes. they, they do need to save some of that for E3. They, they have, they have to. They have to do something for E3. Well, even you can't, even you have to split it up. 
even less importantly, they could show the console and controller itself. Like we're seeing CGI things, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, true. Being able to actually see the console running and stuff like that, that could be really cool. Yeah, man. All and right, then save guys. E3 for the games. We have come to the end of Unlocked 423. Well, hopefully this makes up for our uh, our MIA episode last week <laughs> oh, from our technical difficulties. Yeah. Yep. We gave you two this week, but uh, we will be back next week. We do still have one more show planned. Before the holidays, episode 424, which will be a palindrome. Nice. Uh, so I've got a fun topic planned for that, plus any other follow-up news that comes out of the Game Awards, etc., etc. Uh, quick note from me, you can follow me on Twitter at DMC underscore Ryan, and you can tweet me about my uh, Master Chief Collection re-review, yeah. which went up this morning. Uh, spoiler alert, I gave it a 95 uh, which is now higher than the original review, which I, again, I actually admit in, in, a, in the text, I've talked about this before, I feel like I got the original review wrong. We made a lot of process changes here in large part because of that game. Um, but anyway, the, the point is what a what a redemption story Master Chief Collection is. It's it's phenomenal. If you get a chance, uh, go read or and or watch, yeah, watch my Master Chief morning. Collection review. It's very good. Uh, and and just join me in celebrating how wonderful this game is, and and what such such a, a huge amount of credits due to three four three for you know they took their lumps and they but they have they have put in the time and the effort and they have not only uh, not just the time and effort but they they did the work properly. Like, yeah. it works and it's phenomenal. Uh, I'm just so grateful that Master Chief Collection is finally what it was originally envisioned to be. It's mm. it's it's just fantastic. Especially because so. you can take that and give it to a kid and be like, hey, here's my childhood. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah. It, it, you know, it but really... But it's in 4K. But it's in 4K. <laughs> it is kind of unprecedented. Like, there have been other collections of remasters of, of series games in a series, but all of them with with multiplayer that functions... Like, it's across, it's three generations of, of Halo multiplayer that all works. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not sure that's been done in, in, in a package like this before. So, sure. there's a lot of credit due, and, and it's just so great. So, check that out. And then, uh, Unfiltered drops next week. I'll promote that on next week's show, but it's, uh, Stig Osmussen, the, the director of oh, yeah. Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. So, uh, check out that. That's going to drop on Tuesday. Brandon? Yeah, you can find me on Twitter at Brandon Tyrell. Um, Man, so much going on. I don't even know what to say. But yeah, check out uh, check out Ryan's Halo Reach review, and I'll figure out something else to promote next week. <laughs> Excellent, Mark. Star Wars is next week. That's true. It's gonna be good times. Yes, gonna be good times. I'm excited. So I'll make some be... Star Wars videos for you guys. Yeah. Why not? Love it. Yeah. yeah. Miranda. Hello. You can follow me at Havoc Rose. Sorry, I disappeared earlier. I had to publish a thing, which you can check out on IGN.com. We got an exclusive clip for an animated series called Franklin and Ghost. Um, it's based off a comic book, so you should check that out. And also check out our Best of Awards. We have a lot rolling yes. out. Yes. We just put out uh, – we already have all of our game awards up. We just put up anime. This weekend we're going to have some comics, and we have even more coming up, so – Sure, check this out. Fantastic. We're, yeah, we're also so doing fun. our look back, look forward features. So, like, mm-hmm. biggest Xbox games of next year, all that stuff is going to roll out uh, starting next week. So, tune yeah. in. All right. We will see you for one more Unlocked in 2019 next week. Until then, uh, have a great week and weekend, everybody. See ya.
Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Martha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.